Welcome to the South Road Boys. <laughs> Just trying to throw you out there. That's all, mate. <laughs> and I appreciate it. How are you, mate? I'm good, mate. Actually, it's um, as you'll see behind me, it's nice and light outside. It's daylight savings time. I've even got shorts on. Uh, I've always got shorts on, and it's yeah, I know. But you're not in Tassie anymore. No, that's I'm in tr- Tasmania. <laughs> that's true, and it's but it's a bit on the warm side here for me. If I'm if I'm honest. Yeah, we, it was uh, a warm one here. I got a little bit of the sunburn over the last couple of days. So yeah, I think we're looking at around about thirty degrees here today. Yeah, it's warm. Yeah, but that's and it's it's only going to get a little bit warmer and then massive thunderstorm. And then ah, uh, so you guys have got storms coming too. A big one tonight, I think, or tomorrow. Yeah. So and then it'll I, be lovely again. Yeah, I know. So there was um, extreme weather reports happening on Facey and everything, telling everyone to strap things down, and there was <laughs> lots of rain on the way. Fifty Shades of Weather, strap things 50 down. Fifty Shades of Weather. <laughs> Could you imagine that? And now Lavinia Nixon with the weather. Well, strap things down, it's Fifty Shades of Hail. <laughs> For those people who watch that, yeah, I'd actually quite find, I would find that quite funny if, Jane Bunn, Lavinia Nixon, I don't know any other weather person. They're the only two that I know. So um, I'm not being sexist. I just don't know any other meteorologists or weather people. But if they presented the weather as in a Fifty Shades of Grey style, that would make me laugh. Also wearing a full-on dominatrix outfit. Hello. Well, there you go. (laughs) And, and, And showing what's on the map using a little whip that goes... See, now you're thinking... Yeah. That's how you spice the weather up a little bit. Wouldn't people start watching weather? I tell you, well, the weather station would get a little bit more play, wouldn't it? <laughs> no, only give a shit about the news. No. Bringing on the weather. Bringing on the weather. <laughs> All of a sudden, you tell people you work at the Bureau of Meteorology and people are going, oh, hello. We know what goes on there with you bad boys, bad Suddenly boys. Suddenly, Channel 7 are opening another station. They have <laughs> pure weather station. <laughs> <laughs> oh. And we've got showers. My, my dad used to be interested in weather all the time. <laughs> <laughs> now, we've got normal showers and later on the week, golden ones. <laughs> oh. Yeah, no. No? It's a bit messy. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan. Think? I, I've, it's one of those things that I've never quite understood. Um, and that's okay. <laughs> so, yes, that would make... Um, that I think that would make the weather a lot more, more interesting, really. I would, and look... Levi- is it Lavinia? Lavinia. She was off Hey Hey, so yeah, no, I but think I don't really know. Lavinia. Okay, we'll go Lavinia. Um, she's a bit cute. Like I could see her actually. She plays a nice girl. Mm, girl uh, next you door, never very know much. What she's like behind the closing of the doors. Well, exactly. And mm, and quiet a, ones. A lot of people have spoken about Jane Bunn. Well, I don't know who that is. Oh, so. don't you? She's no. um when they do the promos for her on the television. They uh, they say that she is the only meteorologist weather person in Melbourne or or Australia. So, so she's not just a presenter of the weather; she actually knows the weather. Yes, yeah, so she's a, a certified or a qualified meteorologist. Now that's me believing an ad for that level of research. <laughs> I haven't looked into yep. it any more than that. But she's quite um, a chesty, chesty. Okay, that's a lovely chest, way of putting it. Chesty lady. <laughs> Um, but she obviously knows her shit, so, uh, but there, I think some, I think Triple M got in a bit of trouble. Oh. Yeah, because I think Mick Malloy might have, like, there's the line where he was like, oh, you know, (laughs) bun bun in her oven and all that kind of stuff. Like, I think he, he, he had, he just went a little bit too far. Yeah. And then no more was ever said. Because, I mean, she's obviously, I mean, she's a... She's a meteorologist and she knows the weather and she's, you know, good on the telly. doesn't really matter what she looks like, but uh, I believe, I, I don't know her personally, but um, yeah, she's quite chesty. Chesty. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lovely way of saying, isn't it? Chesty. One of the things is, you know, uh, any girls who go out who wear the scoop neck or low low tops, they're a little bit uh, chesty LaRue. <laughs> chesty. Okay, you know, I can see, I can see where you're at. Uh, Coming from there, so Fifty Shades of yeah. um, 
weather. Weather. There, there you go. That, that could be the episode title this week. Fifty Shades of Weather. Fifty Shades of Weather. <laughs> and it's raining down hard. <laughs> it's, getting, it's getting really, really hot today. Oh, it's so wet. It's, it's, <laughs> so, so warm and, and moist. Oh, moist. Oh, I love that. So, so moist. <laughs> Just guaranteed my wife's never going to listen to this episode. <laughs> <laughs> she just hates the word moist. Oh, moist. We br- oh. we brought this one up once before, and all we did was say the word moist over and over again. <laughs> a lot. But I'm just thinking, I don't know whether or not the roadies would want erotic weather-based fiction from you and I in the theme of you know. Here we go. Of the, Fifty Shades, uh, the first the first book, right? Yes. If we start writing erotic fiction by the South Road Boys, mm. the first book will be called "I Love You the Moist." I love you the most. The moist. I love you the moist. Oh, nice. Yeah. Starring Lightning Rod. <laughs> <laughs> and oh. um and uh Stormy Waters. <laughs> I tell you what, this is actually going to lead us on to something perfect because I, I bet I, you this I bet you there's an adult uh, uh a porn star or starlet called Stormy Waters. And um, and Lightning Rod. I wouldn't be surprised because I actually did a bit of research. We love research here at the South Road Boys. As in you jumped um, on Bing, Google or whatever and just looked at the first response? I actually tried to um, to find some funny porn star names. Of course you did. Yeah. Um, is that was is that what you tell your girlfriend? I was looking for names. That was what yeah, it was. I was, I was looking for names. I was looking um, for names for <laughs> by myself. And- in <laughs> just, I just need a minute. I'm looking for the name. <laughs> What's my no. name? What's my name? Uh, no, it no. was not like oh. that, Jay Mather. Oh, okay. No, I was just checking. You know. I, I, I think I. <laughs> <laughs> I no, I can't even back it up with anything. No, Sandy Crass. Um, but I'm, I'm gonna. <laughs> I've just googled this again, right to find it because. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. Favorite. I, I was just googling the <laughs> names again. Yeah, going, um, here we go, go. Going into favourites. Uh, ginger, Vitus. Oh, that's not. No, nah, that's that's just ginger hating. That's just yeah. not. <laughs> uh, and by the way, Duke. hang on, by the way, even <laughs> yeah. if that is a real adult porn star's name. Oh, it is. These are real. Okay. Yep. At what point does anyone find Ginger Vitus sexy? <laughs> like, I think just anything with ginger in the name, really. It's like Hal Atosis. Like, just... <laughs> It's just, I don't think, if I was to go, I'm going to watch a sockumentary starring Gin Javitis. and so sockumentary? Yes. Nice. I haven't heard that term before. <laughs> it's a movie, a gentleman. Where's whilst wearing only once? I, I watch us whilst wearing. <laughs> Have you ever, oh, okay. We'll, we'll keep going on and then we will touch on Profanosaurus. Right. We'll get, we'll get a few good ones here. Fanny Deep, I think is a great name. Must be English. Um, Tom Wanks. <laughs> Tom what? <laughs> Tom Winks. <laughs> Tom, it's not, it's burying the lead there, isn't it? Oh, oh it's just um, John Cutesack. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously a play on the uh, the actor John Cusack. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else have we got here? There's, um, Bill Clinton. Ah, <laughs> oh, there you there's, go. There's some tough now ones. Now it's happening. Uh, of course, we've got Ben Dover. Um, that Pleased to meet you, Ben. For a while. That, I think it was uh, Chevy Chase used that in Fletch, didn't he? Ben yeah, Dover. I think so. Pleased to meet you, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have... Uh, oh, no. No, we... See, once again, this is a bad one. I, I get the ginger reference, uh, but what it actually makes you envisage probably doesn't make you feel sexy. Uh, Scarlet Flow. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Not, that's, um, look, that's not my thing. That's that's certainly no, no. no I don't fight. But yeah, no, look, everyone has their thing. That's their thing. Yep. And you know what? Tough. As as long as it's consensual. Yep. And look, the other thing is too. I mean, for those people that enjoy that, you probably only watch some porn for a couple of days a month. So you're not addicted, <laughs> are you? So we'll move on to another one. Uh, yeah. Do you know? 
when when we had a oh, side note when we had chickens <laughs> we had about five or six chickens and one of the chickens one of the chooks used to they were all female um and they we, we, we had them for their eggs and one of them used to get broody and so um what we used to do is one of the ways to stop them being broody was to isolate them and put them in a cage by themselves yep. and they'd stop being broody and they'd go back to laying i nicknamed the place that we put them the red tent <laughs> Oh, the red tent. <laughs> yes, because that's because nice. that's where they go when they. Yes, anyway. So we got a here. We got a very American name. This one, Buck Naked. Ah, oh, Buck Naked. Now I'm thinking back to Buck Rogers, so I'm going to create mine here. Buck Rogered. Oh, <laughs> nice. I like. Yeah. But I reckon I reckon Buck Naked is probably if you search for it, that's probably a real person. Hey, how you doing? I'm like Buck Naked, <laughs> <laughs> and here's my friend. Chipped in. Yeah, wouldn't be good. Uh, uh, we got a lovely female name here. You got to think about this one. Um, it's Anna Lee, but if you actually put the words together, it's oh, anal. Anally. Anally. There yep. you go. Um, and uh, you know what? I'm sure her parents, who went to all the trouble to call her Agatha after her grandmother, are so proud that she changed her name to Anna. <laughs> uh, mate, you're going to love this one. Okay. This is going to bring out your uh, nerdism beautifully. <laughs> Luke Thighwalker. Oh, now that's classy. We have Justine Beaver. Oh, Justine Beaver. You know what? Yeah. Some people say that he is a she anyway. <laughs> uh, this is great. Actually, this is a. I like this one. Mm. Uh, when I say I like it, as in not my type of porn star, but I like the name. Oh, okay. Uh, Woody Johnson. <laughs> oh, nice. As opposed to, Wood- yeah, Woody Johnson. I like it. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, Buster Hyman. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> for that's only for the first time you ever watch porn, though. Oh, uh, it's <laughs> <laughs> Like, you, you don't get to see him perform more than once. Like, that's uh, look, it. That's, uh, that's all I'm going to throw in there. Um, but I just, oh, they're so ridiculous, really. Yeah, they really are. Um, look, I know. I know. Porn has always been a bit of a um, a funny sort of. You know, they kind of not to get into golden showers again, but they poke piss at themselves. <laughs> <laughs> um, but those names are just a, just a little bit too. What the? What the? Well, I was listening because I I cheat on you. I listen to other podcasts. I'm not going to admit it. Oh, well, I do admit it. I'm not going to hide it. Joseph. I know. The lollies, mate. I'm just... I'm disappointed. How lollies. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. I'm just disappointed. (laughs) Pleased to meet you, Dis. Point is. (laughs) Um, And it was called The Butterfly Effect. Oh. And it was about the guy who basically decided to come up with the idea that the world should have free porn. Oh, I like him. Well, I don't think I think you do, but I don't think you do. Okay, (laughs) because it was done by an English journalist who did it, who took this journey over two years. Super fascinating, like it's absolutely super fascinating, and it it tracks this guy from him saying, "I think the world should have free porn." So he started off by going to websites where people would pay for membership. Now, traditionally, you know, back pre nineteen ninety whatever, if you wanted to look at adult websites, most ninety percent of the time you had to go via a an age verification process, which would have been a credit card, unless of course you yep. were willing to just look at still images and the occasional whatever. But this guy went and just absolutely pillaged all these websites for all their. The things. So what he's done is he's obviously breached their their trademark and copyright. Mm-hmm. And this whole podcast follows his journey and the butterfly effect that he has throughout everyone's world. And it talks about how obviously people in the adult industry, adult entertainment industry, no longer make the money that they do because their product gets stolen. The day that it gets released, it gets stolen and put up on one of this guy's websites. Uh, 60% of the world's porn traffic goes through one of his websites. So this would be websites such as... Brazers, Pornhub, all these ones. Yeah, Pornhub, um, YouPorn, ReTube, all those. He owns them all. And there's a gazillion of them now. So he's he's from he's from somewhere in in Europe, and he, and he took over a company that was a family-run business, a couple of nerdy tech boys in Canada. And they were the ones, I think, that were doing Pornhub. 
but they couldn't really do much with their business because mum and dad didn't know. <laughs> so well instead of instead of attacking it to be, I mean, you look at anyone, the perception of anyone who's doing uh, or making porn is that of a very sleazy whatever. These he just got nerds, and it was all about the analytics. What were people searching for, and what could you show them? And what about the meta tags? And how does this work? And in the end, his analytics now research his analytics now um, influence what porn gets made because they want <laughs> to meet what people are searching for, not yep. giving them what they do. And no longer is it bad storylines with bad long actors' names. It's just if you want to see, um, well, let's I don't look know. at my googling history for um, dog fucking instead of dogs <laughs> fucking. Now, that's that may have changed now. Exactly, what porn is made. <laughs> well, it's interesting because he goes. I he hope talk, not, but- He goes on to um, talk about uh, you know he goes to a couple of porn sites and he goes you know I'm on the set of Rum Springer Volume Two, and do you know what Rum Springer is? No. Okay, so in the army, I, I love the fact that you. Yeah, I like this this porn expert. Suddenly, there's a side of you, Joe, that I never knew existed. Well, I'd always know what Rumspringer is. Rumspringer is when um, Amish people become of age, they have to spend one year away from the family, and they can do whatever they want. They get a job. They they date is that for real. Yeah, that's the thing. I didn't know that. And then after that year, they make a decision of whether or not they're going to return back to the faith and yep. and live the Amish lifestyle, or whether or not they're going to stay away. If they choose to stay away. That's it. Like you don't get to see the family. So it's not, you're um, ostracised. That's it. You can't. You don't see them at all. Correct. Correct. Yeah. You, Look, you I like I like one half of that because it's actually giving you a choice to see a world other than what you've been shown. Correct. But then that decision is very difficult, especially after you've had seventeen years of indoctrination into that, and mm. and because you've got no TV and you've got no electricity and you've got no oh pardon modern appliances and all that kind of stuff. A lot of your entertainment, a lot of what you do is very family-based. It's very friends-based. So by the time you're leaving at 17, 18 for Rumspringer, then it's really... You're, you're an really innocent con- little baby. Well, and you, <laughs> but you, Yeah, exactly. And you're connected to people, you know, um, probably not as much as the Gen I today who is not connected. They're, all they're doing is on their iPhones and stuff like that. Hmm. So he says, yes, I was on the set of Rumspringer... Volume two, because the story obviously in volume one needed to be retold. Of course, yeah. And it was, and it was talking to the guy who was making it. It was like, why people want another version of this? I have no idea. But you know, girls gone mild apparently. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Girls gone mild. But it, but it talked about you know. um, So those people aren't making any more money. And what it's done though is there were porn actresses who. If you look like you're a teenager, so sub 22, you'll get work. Yep. If you look like a MILF, so 35 plus, you'll get work. But the 25 to 35, they're not getting the work because that's not what people are demanding for free. Mm-hmm. So these people are now doing private videos where people pay them a stupid amount of money to relive a fantasy. Like yep. one of them that he talks about is, I want you to destroy my stamp collection and set it on fire. No. Yes. But I'll tell you what, it's pretty hot. I know, sexy, huh? Yeah. I, I thought it, she it's might not, just- It's not bondage, it's postage. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I thought she might just start with validating them first, just <laughs> making them worthless or just licking the backs and sticking them to paper, but no. And it talks mm. about, you know, um, whilst teen pregnancy drops, because every kid's got now a mobile phone. So their yeah. first view of sex is- no longer gated by putting a credit card. They go to any one of these websites. Oh, you can see you like. Exactly. So what's happened is uh, teen pregnancies dropped dramatically. But what's also increased by 22% is um, impotence or male in male erection function disorder from yeah. the ages of 13 to 25. And, and have they put the reasons down for this as what? Free porn. Because men are no longer um, trying to engage in doing it, whatever it takes to be with a woman, they've got porn three or four times a day, and they're at work and they go and smack one out. And the- <laughs> this is a very different podcast for us. <laughs> 
but it's it's such an interesting podcast, the butterfly effect, and it talks it just talks about all the different things that perhaps you don't know about this one guy's decision um, and how he truly not only has he been obviously become a billionaire, um, but like okay, he's responsible for remember there was this website which was Madison Avenue or Madison. Oh. I kind of remember, but... Which was basically cheat on your spouse. Sign up oh, here yes. and cheat yeah, on your yeah. spouse. Yeah. yeah, that was in the media here about 18 months ago. Because... Someone got nabbed. Well, no, because the uh, hacker group Anonymous said, one, we don't agree with this. You shouldn't cheat on your spouse. Yep. Two, there is not as many women on this website as you say. And three, if you don't shut your website down now, we will expose every person who's on it their credit card details, their address, the email address, and their fetishes they put as private. And the people who owned it went, no, you won't. And they went, <laughs> they went, and that we will. And so they did. They released millions of names. And some of those were high-ranking officials. Some yep. of them were people who were going to churches. Um, men, mainly, it was mainly men. Um, men committed suicide. When their name was released with all that information, mm-hmm. um, and that was another thing: did these people have the right or the authority to put their moral virtue and commit a crime to uh, spring these people? Whether or not you believe infidelity, you know, going outside the marriage is right or wrong, um, did they have the right to do it? That's that's the question. Tell you what, this is uh, how hard hitting we are here at the South Road Boys. <laughs> I mean, it's incredible, isn't it? It just is. Um, um, yes. Look, we go. Um, we don't hold back. We go all the way. We get we right up there. Balls deep. Yep, balls deep. And uh, make sure that you, listeners, the roadies, <laughs> uh, know the important truths that are out there in the mm. world, especially yeah. about porn. <laughs> exactly. Well, the thing is, though, the reason why this website existed, because 80% of their referrals came from free porn sites. Ah. Which means 80% of their clientele came from there, which means the reason why they became so popular is because of this guy who came up with the idea that the world should have free porn. Um, And whilst he has made a shit ton of money, the people on this podcast, I think you pretty much agree that he has made the world a worse place for it. There you go. Unless, of course, you really love porn. Look, I don't mind it. I'm, I'm, I'm a red-blooded Aussie male. Yeah. Uh, but I do agree, though. Uh, look, it's not that I don't think it's a bad thing. Mm. Um, but there's one thing about it that really shits me. Like, really, really shits me. It's it's free and it's like stealing a record? No. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> the teenage boys of today have got no idea what we went through to see boobs back in our era. Oh, no fucking idea. They can see anything now. And seriously... In 4K. Yeah, we've spoken about this before. Like, we had to pause videos at a certain spot to see a boob or a nipple. You know, like, we had to try and get a virtually steal or or get a magazine for a period of time to have a look at. Or you'd, you know, you'd rent an R-rated movie when you're only 15 or 16. So, there might be a sex scene. The kids now don't know, Joe, how difficult it was. And we earned that. And what they also (laughs) don't realise is that video that you rented out was a VHS. So, that bit where you wanted to pause... Had already been overpaused. Yeah. So what you thought you were going to get, you didn't get. You just got static. Yeah, it's worn out. <laughs> so, they just don't know, Joe. They do not know. I'd, I'd love to actually get the teenage boys of today, like, you know, your 13, 14-year-old teenagers, yes. and actually send them back to the 80s just for a week and see how they'd survive without their mobile phones. Well, That's true terror. And that leads me on to remember how earlier I said um, I said sockumentary. Yes, I uh, know. Yeah, yeah, sockumentary. Yeah, which I hadn't heard. I actually really liked that term. There's a um, there's a, a UK magazine or t- it's a comic book basically. Call it a magazine to make it sound really cool. Uh, and it's got a profanosaurus. So it's a dictionary of swearing. <laughs> profanosaurus. That's yes, brilliant. a profanosaurus. And I've just had a, a quick look, um, and they've got here a danger wank. So what do you think oh. that is? A danger wank. Yes. Um, I would assume that a danger wank would either be wanking with an object that could cause injury or yes. uh, having a uh, a little bit of a spank in a situation where someone could possibly walk in on you. 
Self-abuse whereby you shout your parents from downstairs and then try and blow your tanks before they get to your bedroom. <laughs> a dad just spurt for adrenaline or a jizz junkie. <laughs> oh, Joe Mather. I found that quite funny. <laughs> and there is, as I said, it is a profanosaurus. It is a dictionary. But I remember... <laughs> profanosaurus. Do you remember, and has it ever happened... Have you ever been caught with porn? Caught with porn, as in watching porn or no, looking no, at porn? No, no, just had it, just had it. Uh, actually, no, I don't think I have. Because I did. I got caught by mum. Did you really? <laughs> yes. Penny caught you. <laughs> well, I was at work at the restaurant down down in Penguin Town, down at Monty's. <laughs> the story's getting a lot more interesting. Yeah. Um, and previous, like earlier on in the day... I'd been watching a documentary, <laughs> and for whatever reason, I obviously hadn't removed it from the VCR. Oh, so you, you didn't get caught actually watching. You got no. caught knowing that she knew that you'd been watching it earlier. I got Does a phone. Makes sense. I got so. a phone call at work when my then three-year-old sister <laughs> had gone yeah. to put bananas in pajamas in. Uh, it's a different banana. <laughs> it just sure is. Yep. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I, I, I arrived home from uh, from work very late with uh, the words Joe's filth written on it <laughs> and was told to never bring it back in the house. <laughs> Joe's filth. But here's the thing, though. Back in the days of the VHS, whenever you put in a, uh, as I used to call it, a blue movie, I don't know why it was ever a blue movie, uh, but a, a bit of sexy porn. Yes. Weren't you always concerned there was a chance that the tape could actually play up in the player? Oh. And you wouldn't be able to get the tape out. She had no idea the lengths that I had to go to to borrow this for the 24 <laughs> hours that I did or for the 48 hours I did. Like, I almost had to give a kidney to see it. Because <laughs> oh. I, I would have been 16, 17. Like, yep. it was... And someone at school had it, and I was like, I've got to see that. And and, and you at 16, 17, it's a little bit like the, the weather. You know, it says, um, <laughs> the weather, you know, it's um, 30, feels like 35. Yeah, Whereas you exactly. would have been, uh, Joe, um, 16, looks like 12. <laughs> oh, if that fucking, well, I, I legit, I honestly will tell you, God's gospel, hands, hand on my heart, did not hit puberty till I God's was 19. Gospel, hand on my cock. <laughs> yes, hand on my cock. Did not hit puberty, did not hit puberty till I was about 19. Where I grew probably a foot and put on about ten kilos. <laughs> Actually, oh, no, I was already—I was already six foot. I was already—I had the height. I just had the weight capacity of a meth addict. I was like fifty-five kilos, and then then I put on ten kilos and it seemed fine. <laughs> just grew into yourself. I did. I just grew into myself. <laughs> so there you go. That was that was that's how the weather gets sexy, folks. It is. Um, when you were saying before, actually, it's a nice little reminder. Um, I meant to bring this up, but I didn't write it down. Yeah. When you are saying about the, uh, the Profanosaurus, how it was like a, not a magazine, it was actually really a comic and they tried to make it sound better. Well, um, no, it was called Viz Magazine, so it had- Oh, um, Viz, I remember Viz. Yeah, so it had the fat slags in it. It had <laughs> um, Roger Melly, the man on the telly. Can you just point um, out the fat slags? Isn't Joe actually abusing anyone or being name collie? That was the name of the segment in the magazine. Yeah, it was two yeah. two two girls there. So, um, yeah, there's this <laughs> just protecting each other for all the roadies right in and say, I can't believe you call people slags. Oh, exactly. It was just, you know looking after you. <laughs> there you go. But um, but what I was going to bring up is um, we lost Stan Lee, mate, in the last week. Oh, we did. Yeah, but we actually, and that was really sad. That was, I mean, he had an exceptionally good innings. Um, ninety five. You know, his wife also uh, lived to ninety five. She passed yeah. away about twelve months ago, or eighteen months ago, I think. Probably a bit more, yeah. But he didn't mind the old lady, older lady. Well, hello, Mrs. <laughs> Robinson. <laughs> um, uh, and there but was, I was really a- sad. It was um, that I actually, when, normally when someone passes when they're famous, yes, it's kind of a case of you know everyone puts on all their resting pieces and blah 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 and veil this and veil that, and a lot of the time I think, oh, for God's sake, people just. You know, you don't really care. You're only just doing it because it looks cool on Facey or social media. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Stan Lee, it's like everyone just got on board. People weren't even nerdy. It's oh, like that man left an effect on people, and it's just it was actually really, really nice. Well, because the thing is, his his 
creativity and his genius and his creating other worlds and and he inspired people to draw he inspired people to be creative he inspired people to be wanting to be superheroes i mean because of him i mean the amount of kids who run around wanting to be a superhero simply because of the stuff that he did hmm. you it's know just, why is why is peter parker why is spider-man so popular because he's a teenage boy one like of the things they did, because um, there was himself, and I think it was Kirby who, I think there was kind of the two of them yep. off memory that created a lot of the major characters. But one of the things that he loved doing is making sure that the characters that they created actually were relatable. Mm. Exactly. You know, so like it was, you know, said, um, you know, like they had to have real life dramas. Um, mm. For instance, um, you know, Spider-Man, he's a, he's a teenage boy. He has teenage boy issues. He's trying to get the girl and he's trying to please his family like he's, he's Aunt he's- May and- just you know, he's, he's lost his dad, so it's a tragedy. You know, oh, yeah. he's Uncle Ben, so it's a tragedy. Mm. Um, then you've got, you know, like the Fantastic Four, for instance. Um, there are these amazing people, but they've got family issues. Mm. You know, it's just there was actually realism, so people could actually relate to them and they could actually see themselves in these characters. And that's where I think uh, Marvel in its early uh, years were very, very good and why they were so popular for so long. Yeah. But um, Stanley, the thing, the best thing about him is, and you would have seen him in interviews and probably even on comic you probably didn't see him on comic book meetings you haven't seen much of the show but he made yeah. a few appearances just walking in the store yes and he um he still had a childlike quality about him this this way of seeing the world as this marvelous place mm. and even in his uh, 90s marvelous. he still yeah. had that marvelous yeah mm. but he still had that he never lost it yeah and i think man I- if i could become an old man and still look at the world with childlike eyes yeah that's a, that's a win to be happy, like, I mean, yeah. and he obviously went through his struggles and he lost his wife and, and stuff like that. One of the things that I really loved, that was the tribute fan art that yeah. came out. There were so many really cool things that people did. Oh, mate, some made me teary. Yeah, me too. Yeah, it was just, there was a beautiful one where they recreated um, uh, all the X-Men, a lot of the characters at a funeral. Mm. Uh, and they just had an image of Stan Lee, like in the clouds above. Mm. Um and it was like all these characters were saying their goodbye. It was just a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. So I think the world is um, is better because he's been in it. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm thankful. He's done well. There was a I saw an interview with uh, Hugh Jackman the other night. Um, the Hugh. I was just just checking out YouTube and looking at bits and pieces, and it came up. And that's another uh, porn it, star's name, Huge Jackman. Huge Jackman. <laughs> Sorry. That's, um, it's going to be on. Porn for the rest of the episode now. Yeah, sorry, um, but he Jackson. was he was doing the the tours basically with his most current movie now. Um, I can't remember the name of the film. He's all kind of Oscar talk and all the rest. But mm-hmm. um, because he was doing interviews at the moment, and of course he's been a Marvel character, Wolverine, and Stanley Pass. They asked a question about Stanley, and he gave this wonderful glowing report of how wonderful Stanley was, and he said. When he first started and was Wolverine, he didn't know anything about comics, hadn't read them, didn't know the character, had to try and mm. study for it. He didn't realise that a Wolverine wasn't a wolf. Like, he had no idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and after uh, the X-Men movie came out, uh, they were doing red carpet. And on the red carpet at the time, he was the only one on the red carpet. And everyone's like, you know, all this and this. And then suddenly, no one was taking any notice. And he turned around and Stan Lee was on the other end of the red carpet. <laughs> and that's all they were interested in. Yeah. And that Hugh was Jackman huge. Jackman was left as nothing. Yeah. Um, and that's when he realised how loved this man was by everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And he only just recently got his Hollywood star as well. Yeah. It's, um, um, it's just he was such... I mean, obviously, you don't know him personally, but everyone says the same thing, the fact that he was such a lovely, amazing, generous man. Mm. Yeah. Good innings. And, quite, and apparently quite funny. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Yeah, just He just never lost that. He never lost that wit and that childhood vision of the world and, and that... That love for the fans too. Like that mm. was always it. I think that's probably what kept the guy going for so long, the fact that he was so universally loved by so many different people from different forms of life. Yeah. I think the thing that made me tear up the most was the people who I, I watched the a montage of every Stan Lee cameo. Yeah, I saw that. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I love the fact that they didn't – no one had to. No one had to put Stan Lee in their movies. Mm. Like they just didn't have to. Like – and it was just give him a role, give him whatever role it takes. And then there's this moment where you remember the character he played in Guardians. Uh, sorry, was it Guardians of the Galaxy or was it yeah. Thor? 
uh, when he's the watcher, or they call yeah. they think he's one of the watchers, yep. Yeah, and then there he is with his wife, and they're both dressed as watchers. Mm. And I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. That's just not but fair. Apparently, uh, well, not apparently, I know that he did pre-record cameos a while back, but I don't know how many. I don't oh, know how far okay. ahead they go, so, because they knew he's, obviously he was getting older. Uh, yeah, so and he loved, he loved the cameos. So, yeah, he just filmed little bits and pieces that could be inserted really in any movie. So, hopefully there's a few. But I was saying to someone else that uh, I know a lot of people don't like the digital integration of characters in movies. No. Such as I know a lot of people didn't like the um, the layer, you know, like at the end of um, Rogue. Yeah. Rogue One? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, uh, they didn't really like it. It didn't look quite realistic enough and that kind of thing. But for me... Um, I'd be very happy for them for, to digitally put Stan Lee in every Marvel film from now on. And yes. even if it didn't look perfect, I wouldn't care. Well, and the good thing is they can still do that um, because they can put him in all the animated stuff. Yeah, true. Where, where everything's animated. Like, yeah. you know, uh, it doesn't just have to be the, the, the multi-billion dollars, let's make all the money in the world sort of Black Panther 2. It's here's a full range of comic books that we can put him in. We can make him yeah. a character. Grandpa Stan. Like Grandpa Stan, yeah. Now he'll be he'll be remembered forever in comics. There's no doubt about that. Hey, sure will. Yeah. So, um, rest in peace, Stan Lee. You will be missed by many. Hmm. Now, I I didn't have, and I know this is going to really really disappoint you. Oh, Joe. There's no day of the week this week. Really? My one source that I choose to go to because I could probably look it up somewhere else, but today on the one source that I have has no day of the week. No day of the week. No day of the week. So what I thought we'd do is we'd yeah. play Weird or Confusing. Oh, okay. <laughs> so there's a I website. I think that's what this podcast has been so far. <laughs> Pretty much. There's a website called weirdorconfusing.com and it says, sell me something weird or confusing, please. And you just hit the please button. So that's what I'm about to do. And we'll see what comes up. How do you find these sites? I don't know. Is that, <laughs> is that, is that, a, free, is that a free site that you happen to come across yes. uh, when you're looking at porn? <laughs> when you, Sorry, when you were looking researching? Looking up adult research porn names. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's given me an eBay shop, eBay. Yeah. And it is Radiant Farms Unicorn Meat. <laughs> unicorn Meat. Unicorn meat. 5.5 ounces of delicious unicorn meat can for your convenience. Imported from a small independent cannery in County Merth, Ireland. Crunchy horn bits in every bite, an excellent source of calcium. Tastes like rotisserie chicken, but with a hint of marshmallow sweetness. <laughs> Easily spreadable for sandwiches, hors d'oeuvres, and more. Sparkling meat lends an unmistakable air of class and sophistication at your parties. Unlike other meats, unicorn fat is polyunsaturated and lowers your LDD, LDL cholesterol. What is Not- the uh, guarantee with this meat? I'm curious. There must be a little bit of fine print somewhere. Uh, it goes not yet approved for USDA or FDA, but the nuns have eaten it for centuries and they're healthy as horses. <laughs> and then, okay, for real, you can't eat this. It's a dismembered stuffed unicorn in a can. <laughs> the bottom of the tin is easily removable to gain access to the mini dead unicorn inside. No can opener required. It, and that's it. It doesn't actually have any other disclaimer on it. And the picture of it is a rainbow with a unicorn on it, and it says unicorn meat. Unicorn meat. <laughs> Magic in every bite. Okay, that sounds wonderful. So we'll do, <laughs> we'll do one more. We'll, we'll do one of those, yeah. That's not, that's not what I was expecting. No, here we go. Sell me something. It's taking me to eBay again. Right out. Oh. <laughs> oh no, are we getting weird now, are we? This is so funny. The listing you have looked for is ended, and so unfortunately we can't. Oh. But we've But we've found something similar. Okay. Pooping Pooches, 2019 calendar. <laughs> oh, no, don't tell me it's every month as a dog doing a shit. <laughs> yes, every oh. month. Oh, because the one that was before was a 2018 Poopy Pooches dog calendar. Why? Why would anyone want such a thing? I don't know. That apparently, <laughs> yeah, it's a full calendar and all it is is dogs <laughs> doing a shit. Oh, Joe Mather. Yeah. You want one? Uh, Christmas? No. Actually, strangely enough, no, I'm more a cat person. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> all right, we'll do, we'll do one more. I love right. that people sell these on eBay. Once again, it's popped up with eBay. Oh, you'll like this one. This is for the cat lovers. Oh, nice. In, 
inflatable unicorn for your cats. It's a horn that you put on like a like a headband on your cat to <laughs> on make your cat a, on a cat to make it a unicorn. <laughs> or if you're a crazy cat lady and you live alone, a, a wriggling dildo. <laughs> or, or maybe what it is, it's a uni horn from Fifty Shades of Weather. Uh, so there you go. Different. Very, very, very different. <laughs> very, very different. Well, it was either that or play um, Steakhouse or Gay Bar. True. Um, do you want to know something else that's different? What? I might to tell you about my dream that I had the other night. Oh, you're having more dreams. Go. Yeah. Tell me. <laughs> I had a, uh, this is on, well, it would have been Sunday morning. I woke up. Yes. Uh, out of, and you know you have dreams that are actually incredibly real where at the time you actually don't realise it's a dream. Uh, we've had this conversation before. Yep. No, you, I don't. I, that's right. Yeah, you're you the don't. one. You're the one who dreams and doesn't sleep with a dictaphone. Yeah. And that's not. And that's not a euphemism. Uh, <laughs> 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 and and I'm the one who doesn't either a dream or b remember their dreams. Yeah, that's right. We've had that conversation. But I'm also um, the one that goes very quickly to sleep. Like I was on the couch with the kids tonight just before they were going to bed, just sitting there cuddling my boy, and within about three minutes, everyone in the house heard. <laughs> <laughs> my wife looked at me and went, you bastard, you go to sleep so easily. That's a talent. There's no yeah. doubt about that. Tell me about um, your dream, buddy. So this dream, uh, it's one of those, it, it was incredible realism to the point where whilst mm. I was in the dream, I was concerned about how I was going to basically get through this situation. So it starts off with myself and my wonderful housemate, Hannah, jumping out of a plane skydiving, which for me is not something I would normally do. Because no, you're not a big fan of the yuppie up. Um, no, not don't really enjoy the heights that much. Mm, mm. Not really my thing. Um, but, you know, that's okay. So we're doing that. Uh, and we jump out of the plane and basically we, we both realise about the same stage that the shoots don't work. Oh, shit. So, I remember trying to get closer to her, thinking, okay, I don't want to be alone up here. I tried to, you know, grab her arm or something, so at least we'd be together in this final moment of falling to our death. Um, if we, she's basically looked over and has made a decision of, we're fucked, so I'm going to make this as quick as possible. And she basically Superman straight down and just starts going at the ground. Oh, shit. So, I've gone, I've gone, well, okay. That kind of makes sense in a way. If you're going to die, you might as well get over and down. So I've done the same thing. So here we both are, nose diving it straight down. So you can feel yep. that you're moving a lot quicker. You're going like a pin drop, straight at it. See the ground coming up. I can see it. And it's like, this is it. I'm done. I'm done. And as soon as I hit the ground, as soon as I hit the ground, I suddenly wake up, but I'm in a like a, a classroom. Oh. Which is slightly bizarre because I've gone from basically screaming and crying, you know, because I'm about to die mm. um, to suddenly waking up out of like this dream. There's no pain. I don't know where it is. So I'm this class. I've walked out and I'm standing in a hallway and there's all these teenagers around me and I'm in some kind of school. Yeah. And I'm like, what the hell is going on here? Something doesn't feel right. Like, is this what happens when you die? You suddenly just kind of wake up somewhere else. Mm. Like, have I been reincarnated into a, you know, a being already? So... I, uh, Do you know what age you are at that time? No. Right. All I know is that I'm I'm here and I don't know why. Is there No. No. No, just me. So I find a bathroom, but everything's just bizarre. And I start always hearing- time, Always time for a quick wank. Yeah, I start- <laughs> <laughs> Always. Um, and um, I realize that the language around me is different and it's in Russian. Oh, that's what I comrade. So I go into the bathroom, I look in the mirror, and I'm actually a teenage boy that I don't recognise. Oh, about 14, 15 years old. I've got hair down to like below my ears, like longish sort of scraggy hair. Like I've got Hanson? pimples. I've got pimples. Yeah, probably Hansonish. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Russian Hanson. Mm bop. Zip dip dub do bop. Mm Yeah, so got, you know, I've got pimples and all the rest, of it, and I start panicking because someone calls out to me, and my name is Victor. Or Victor, you're a very unattractive right. man. <laughs> and I understand the name, but the problem is I don't understand anything else because I don't know Russian. But you understand that Victor is you. I understand that Victor is me because I was mm. I was spoken to, I was called out to, it was Victor. 
Mm. Um, so basically, I, I walk away trying not to answer because they're going to realize that I, I don't speak Russian. Yes. And I'm not this person. Mm. Um, and I'm I'm basically thinking that I'm losing my mind. I look out the window and there's like soldiers that patrolling around. And there's this huge white dome with Russian writing on it as some kind of military base. Right. Right. So I'm aware that I've suddenly ended up in this like 15-year-old's body. Um, and suddenly I have this moment of my phone. So I check my pocket. I don't have my phone. Of course I wouldn't have my phone. Why? Well, essentially, I'm not me. I've jumped out of a plane and now I'm in this body of someone else. So why would my phone be in this pocket of this other person? Well, you're a 15-year-old boy. There's a high chance he might have one. Maybe. I don't know. We should have that in a Russian school surrounded by soldiers. I don't know. <laughs> and um, but, my, but here's the problem. So my first thought is, how am I going to tell anyone that I'm in this situation? Because I mm. can't contact them. So I'm starting to feel anxious and really unsafe and I'm... I'm in this different country. I can't speak the language. I'm in a different body. There's soldiers. All these other speaking, other people are speaking Russian. And I want to run, but I can't. As soon as I say I'm panicking, they're going to know that something's wrong. And all I know is that no one will know that I'm actually still alive and I don't know what's going on. And then I wake up. And that's my dream. Motherfucker. Now, where does that all come from? I was talking to Jazz about this when she said, you know, have you watched any movies of Russian in it? Have you been talked about skydiving? Have you done one? The only thing I can put it down to of any part is in, in um, Call of Duty Black Ops 4 that I play. Mm. In the um, the blackout part that they call it. It's a bit like, um, what's a, the game that all the kids are playing now? Fortnite. Fortnite. It's a bit like that. And it takes actually, longer than two weeks, I can tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you jump out of a plane and you can skydive down and you can go quickly or you can go slowly. Yes. So that makes sense for that kind of going straight down. Sure. Um, but the difference in that is you get towards the end and you parachute and bang, you land on the ground and you go and try and shoot people. Um, wasn't but, a point break flashback? No, no, it wasn't <laughs> okay. a point break flashback. Johnny Utah. <laughs> uh, but it's just weird, man. And there was so much detail. I can vividly remember looking in the mirror at this face looking back at me. If, if someone, like if I had people who do sketches, the old style sketches at the police department, Mm. I'd be able to do a sketch of exactly what this kid looked like still to this day. Do you think that this was set in the present? Or because of the military, do you believe it was like Cold War? No, Europe? no, it didn't it didn't feel like it was past. It felt like I'd actually somehow ended up in another body now. Mm. But then I, I, mean, I remember thinking, you know, is this alternate dimension? Is this here? How am I going to tell anyone that I'm still alive? They're going to think I'm dead. They're going to find my body. And here I am stuck in this teenage boy's body. Can't speak the language. Don't know where I am. <laughs> stuck in a teenage boy's body. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, not like that. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so it was you, weird, man. Are you and Hannah... Like, is there, are you planning to buy furniture for the house? Are you, what are you, no. what are you taking the plunge? We um we haven't even spoken to each other much lately because we've both been busy doing our own thing. I've been in Melbourne. She's been off doing fish and stuff. No, nothing. Right. Um. So you're you're my um you're my dream doctor, Joe. Dream you're, you're the one that doctor. It makes sense of this brain of mine that just goes in different directions. It makes no sense to me, but to other people like yourself, you can unravel it, you can unpackage it. You can make my life make sense, Joe. Make my life make sense, Joe. <laughs> Please make my life make sense, Joe. Well, for one, without a shadow of a doubt, it's an excellent sci-fi movie. I did 45- think that. <laughs> 45-year-old man ends up behind uh, or it's something that it's a conspiracy theory by the government. And that's how they get spies behind enemy lines. They have oh, perfected, like the te- they've perfected the technology to, instead of transport you somewhere, they transport your conscious. But the only way they can transport your conscious is if you take over a host. And the younger the host, the more easier it is to... To transport because they won't fight it. Ah, uh, right. And, and maybe jumping out of the plane wasn't real. Maybe that was some kind of a uh, a holographic scenario. So you have to feel like you die to be able to yes. transition. Fuck, I love that shit. That's a movie mm. already. So you have to jump out. You have to confront your fear. Copyright, which is, South Road Boys. 
Copyrights, trademarks, <laughs> copyrights. You confront your fear, trademark, or, yeah, you're jumping out of a plane, biggest fear. Yep. You know from that you will die, which is all virtual reality. So you're actually in this mega laboratory and, and you're in a simulated- You're hooked up. It's like Assassin's Creed, that machi- the machine that he was in in Assassin's Creed, the movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like you're in one of those. And, sh- and at the moment of death, your consciousness awakens in the mind of a child. And that makes it a little bit, that's why people hate it so much. Like that's that's why you're going to get the audience offside because they don't like the idea that kids have to, well, the kid's conscious has to die. Because if you're able to be transported into the mind of, you know, a Russian spy or a Russian prisoner or, or someone who's bad, then people aren't going to be caring too much. But if you take over an innocent, that's where you're going to get people. People go, no, that's fucking wrong. But what they're going to be doing is invested into your story because you're also innocent, because you can't get out. Mm-hmm. You must you must be a... Oh, it's probably a little bit like Alias, where you've got a, a debt to repay, like the world thinks you're dead sort of thing. Yeah. yeah no, I'm with and you you're a part of this experiment. And you've got to find your way out. Either that or it's a really fucked up game show. <laughs> <laughs> Worst reality TV show ever. Ever, because... It just looks like a 15-year-old boy from Russia. It sounds like him, only he can't speak Russian. Vodka. <laughs> Vodka Mik- for Victor. Mikhail Gorbachev. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just sort of, I'll share that one because um, it's just bizarre. So detailed. It was so, so detailed. Like, I was terrified when I knew I was going to die. And I was frightened when I was in this place and didn't know where I was meant to be. And I was stuck and I didn't know how the hell I was going to get help from anyone who cared for me or that I knew. And it was real. And then I woke up. Now, I have one other theory. Did you recently watch a Jamie Lee Curtis movie? Um, or Halloween. Yeah, other than that, like no. when she was younger. No, I haven't. What have you got one? Yeah, Freaky Friday. Oh, I do remember the show, the movie. Yeah, yeah, mother and daughter change places. Didn't they, they have um, what's name that played Alicia Silverstone? Maybe. Uh, Lindsay Lohan. Lindsay Lohan she steals everything. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> she steals everything. Um, she steals and, and is it? I think she's a little bit mentally incorrect these days too. Old Lindsay. I don't. I don't. I don't believe that her sudden rise to fame, fortune, without proper guidance and tutelage has served her well, mm, is what I right. will say. Because I, I personally, look, I, I struggle to blame any child TV star or child um, sporting prodigy for getting fucked up by the time they're 25 because they've had an unreal, surreal existence through their developmental years where, like, they are treated like gods because they and even it'd be even worse now because all of a sudden you've got you know a couple of million instagram followers who will go out and get the same tattoo as you do why because you're just the most awesome thing in the world (laughs) yeah you know like and then you've got a shit ton of money and you know you get this constant affirmation via facebook and twitter and instagram of people liking things and whatever how are you supposed to develop into a normal person like fuck Mm, I agree. Tough gig. It's, um, it's not normal. It's not something that, um, yeah, it's just not good. And don't get me wrong, some of them do it, right? Some of them really do, you know, they they, they make it. But for the most part, I think you look at the kids who are child celebrities, things have not gone well for a lot of them. Mm. Mm. You know what hasn't gone well for someone? Tell me. Uh, reverse parking at 280 kilometres an hour. Oh, I saw that. Did you see that that Formula 3 crash? That was fucked. Isn't that bizarre? I do not understand. I know it happened, but I can't understand how in the world everyone else can be slowing for that corner. Look, if people haven't seen it, just Google Formula 3 crash. Um, Yeah, but what happens, though, is they are all hooking in at that speed. That driver has obviously made contact with another driver. It's been nudged, yep. or, Or a wall. And as soon as, because you've got to remember, they've only got, what, 
what is it? Oh, uh, milliseconds. It's four, it's, it's four ruler widths. It's four rulers is how much traction they've got on the ground, mm-hmm. right? Um, as soon as they lose a, little, lose a bit of that traction, doesn't matter how much they pump the brakes, they are still travelling at 200 kilometres mm. an hour. And she was. <laughs> and then you become a rocket instead of a race car. Uh, it, it was absolutely incredible. Um, the fact that she hit this wall mm. at 280 kilometres, and I assume 80 kilometres, not miles. It would be kilometres, yeah. yeah. No, it'd be kilometres. Yeah, it can't be miles. Um, I just did the addition in my head. Um, but not only did she hit this wall at 280 kilometres an hour, um, mm. not only did she miss about half a dozen people's heads by a foot or two, mm. um, she did it in reverse. <laughs> Fucking mad She skills. wasn't even going forward. Look, I reverse parked my uh, Mitsubishi Cordia into a ditch. <laughs> 6.2 yes. kilometres past Lyweny Station up in the highlands of Tasmania. Yes. I know what reverse parking at speed feels like. It's not fun. That was at 80 kilometres an hour. This was at yeah. 280 yeah. and airborne. Could you imagine the sound of her reverse indicator? Instead of beep, 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 <laughs> it would have just been... <laughs> it would have been like Tiesto at yeah. Stereo Sonic or something. I don't and know. I, and I'll tell you what, I don't know if you've actually done any... Um, any research on this, you know, but um, she was only 17, German girl. Uh, Sophia Flersch, I think maybe, Flersch. Mm-hmm. Don't know how the last name is pronounced. Um, look, she's a fairly marketable person in this day and age when people <laughs> like things that are visually pleasing. And she's a girl in formula racing. Yep, because- and um, what I was going to say is uh, I reckon her profile mm. is going to skyrocket now. She's and very she lucky to be alive. Though, she? Very lucky to be alive. Yep, she's got. Um, she's got to have a a, uh, a spine operation. Mm. Um, but she will definitely be a lot more famous now after that crash than she was before it. But you know what? It's and then I think that's the thing. I think they've had female drivers in now in NASCAR for a while, but there's yet to be, to my knowledge, and. Once again, roadies, I've done no fucking research, so don't jump on my dick about it. But I don't <laughs> Once think... Once again, there's a porn reference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's been any female Formula One drivers. Because not only do you have to be extremely talented, and not only do you have to be amazingly fit, you also have to be able to play the game to be able to get your ass into that car. You need to know someone who's going to fund you to make the jump from Formula Ford, Formula 3 to Formula One. Like that's, so yeah. So by the sounds of it, she was one of those ones that people had earmarked that would potentially one day make the jump to the big dance. So I hope she makes a full recovery um, and goes out there. And uh, look, if if she's there, she's obviously got the talent. So there's Mm. no way known they'll put her uh, behind, you know, the steering wheel of a multi-million dollar beast. Mm. Um, if she couldn't drive the bloody thing. And look, she couldn't in that situation, but it also might not have been her fault either. I believe she was nugged, oh. nugged by another car. Whether she nudged it, whether it nudged her, um, she was out of control before she hit that corner. So, And the reality of it is she's got a set because she was doing 280 Ks in reverse. She had. She gave no inch and she gave no quarter. Yep. She was not backing off for anyone. She was like, so, you know, well, you boys, you do it forwards. Fuck that. I'm going in reverse <laughs> and I'm still going to take you. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Literally. Well, um, on that, I've got one more thing. One quick thing. Um, you and I are from uh, South Road. We are the South Road boys. We are. And that is in Penguin. I would just like to give a big shout out to Nicholas uh, Canals or Canals who was named 2018 Youth Surf Lifesaver of the Year, and he's a penguin boy. Go, Nick. Yeah, go, Nicky. Uh, I don't know him personally, but anyone who does, um, that's a big achievement. We have uh, we said quite a while back, and we're probably, probably 30 episodes ago, um, mm. I brought up the statement that uh, we were possibly now the most famous people to ever come out of South Road. I'd be very interested probably to know <laughs> if, I hope he if, doesn't. if Nick is from South Road or not. If Nick is from South Road, we're in a lot of trouble. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to know if he was. Look, I'm hoping he isn't because I still want to gain that trophy for us and just hold it tight. <laughs> well, we can't because there's Russell. Yeah, but did we work out that Russ was actually South Road? Yes, he lived over. The, he lived directly over the road from me. Ah, oh, fuck! Like he was. 
Ah. All he did was kick a football, though. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm trying to remember where his letterbox was. Oh, he might not have been on South Road. His one part of his property bordered South Road, the other one bought... No, I know where his letterbox was. I guarantee you he's a South Road boy. Fuck! Screw and then you, there's Russell. M- and then there's mum. She's pretty famous, but she's not a boy. So we've <laughs> this got her on is true. So. <laughs> but you know what? She could be if she wanted to be. She could. That would yep. change the dynamic in our house, but fair enough. Whatever, <laughs> mum. Dad. Uh, they. They. And, <laughs> and on that, before him or I or us or we get ourselves into any more trouble, um, I'm Joe. I'm Troy. And we are the South Road Boys. We certainly are.